0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Stoop. So I grew up in a small American town, and much like any other town around the country, we were surrounded by friends and family. We had our schools and churches and local mom-and-pop shops. There was the local characters and criminals and busybodies, and we all kind of knew each other's business. And rather than gathering on the front porch, we gathered on our stoops. See, this little small town was hidden in a far-off corner of a giant city. And although it seems like an ancient age, my memories are quite clear. So sit back and let me tell you the tales of my days and my crazy times on those stoops of Atlantis. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 43 of Stoops of Atlantis, The Real Scaries. Uh, so at the end of my normal podcast stories, I'm going to have an interview. The first live, well, recorded interview on Stoops of Atlantis with one of the regularly mentioned characters. Well, you'll find out after you listen to this episode. So stay tuned after the episode's over for the first interview. humans may be the only animal on earth that loves getting scared. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Horror films, haunted houses, creepy costumes, even roller coasters. As a kid, my friends and me would find ways to scare ourselves and each other. And if you go back and listen to episode 26, you can hear my tales of fun and intentional horror. But in East Harlem, we also had the real scaries. Scares no one asked for, wanted, or wished to experience but sometimes you had no choice. Nightmares and jumping awake from them is no fun. What is worse is being thrown awake from a deep sweep to the reality of a real scare. To awaken into a nightmare. In the 70s, the streets around Pleasant Avenue were the safest in all of East Harlem. My street, 118th, was the nicest of them all. But there were gangs in the hood in those days, and 118th, you know, we had our dark moments. There were a group of these ragamuffins living in the building across the street. The white building, as I mentioned in the last episode. On summer nights, before folks became hermits with Netflix, etc., people hung outside on stoops. And as the clock ticked closer and closer to midnight and to later hours, most drifted back inside for their beds. But there was a small gathering of beer-slugging teens who were loud and certainly not tired enough to head inside. I mean hey, kids hanging out enjoying some beers is fine by me if they were chatting about camping trips or video games or their love lives. But alcohol has never made anyone smart. To these drunken eyes, the MTs became not dead soldiers but projectile weapons. Scud missiles made of glass and the first one flying and crashed into a front gate. Moments later, I heard my dad yelling out the window at them. I had been drifting off to sleep but to snap me awake. Uh-oh. We apologize, Mr. D. The beers made us fools. We will clean up the glass. <laughs> Actually, no, they never said that. Their reply had a few more words with the proverbial four letters. And another bottle was thrown. My dad shouted warnings, and this time threats. They cursed back. A moment of peace proceeded, and my young mind drifted back towards slumber. In a dream, I was rushing through a garden greenhouse, a long, overgrown house of glass. I looked up. A shout boomed out, and then a terrible crash of glass. I jumped from my sleep with a start, and the sound of a shattering window echoed through the bedroom. I jumped from my bed, scared stiff. My two younger sisters were crying, scared as well. An empty bottle had been thrown through one of the clay glass windows of my parents' bedroom that adjoined ours. That feeling of your home being invaded is really, really scary to a kid. I was scared to go to bed for weeks after that. To this day, a loud sound can make me jump with a scared start from my sleep. Thanks a lot, you drunken morons. There was another incident weeks later where a small pipe was thrown through our living room window. Like I said, alcohol makes geniuses of no one. We ended up having to install chicken wire over the security gates on all our windows. It was terrible. Thankfully, though, it never happened again. Memories can be like dreams. They can blur and melt and they are often surreal and odd, and they are imprinted forever. We were coming home from church, Holy Rosary, at night. Holy Saturday, it's that strange kind of cool mass where the lights are all turned off and there is a blessing of the fire. Those wax nails are placed in the main altar candle. I always found that mass to be the most ritualistic, mythic, and kind of cool and mysterious. As we headed home, walking along Pleasant Avenue, another strange, dark, and bizarre event was playing out. This one was evil, terrible. Across the avenue, two fires burned in large garbage cans, bloody light creating a zoetrope of animation of strange shadows. There were demons battling, or so it felt, shouting, screaming. Shadows elongated and rim with fire, punching and chasing. A dog was barking, a white form rushing, then a demon rose a blade into the air, its metal sheen flickering with satanic fire, then a slash and a sickening yelp, the white dog fell. The demon lifted its slaughter, and carrying it across flame and shadow, dropped it in a garbage can. We rushed on, leaving the street and turning back onto the safety of 118 and our home. We all love dogs. There were many in my neighborhood growing up. Aside from my family dogs like Gypsy and Sheba, there was Joe's dogs, Patsy, who would sing when Joe played harmonica, and Falcon and Thor, there was Charlie Dingding's scrappy mud Corky, who would sometimes chase me and Chris out of his yard, we'd hop over the wall, and he came snapping and yipping. Then, there was Kuga. We had no choice but to walk past his pen when we went and returned from school. He lived on the corner of 118th Street and Pleasant, in this great red building that had a nice oriel window. Sadly... The owners had let this interestingly designed old building fall apart, broken windows, peeling paint, and a crumbling stoop. It would soon sit empty and abandoned for years, but at that time, when we were walking to school, it was occupied, and one of the residents was a Doberman, a scary dog named Kuga. I'm not sure why this beautiful dog was so aggressive, but I'm sure it was the result of abuse from the odd bunch of people that he lived with. to and from school became our own living real-as-life horror film, and this was years before Stephen King's Cujo came out. There was a chain-wing fence around the building, but when Cougat was lying in the front yard, free from the restraint of a chain or leash, we all knew he could probably jump the fence, if he wanted to. It was a sick and scary game, quietly tiptoeing around the corner and getting past a long run on the side yard, also fenced in, that ran parallel to the sidewalk for about 60 feet on 118th Street. Many times, Kugat would just lift a single eyebrow and watch half-hearted as he walked by, peeking with her own single eye, avoiding the dreaded eye contact with his demon dog from hell. Other times, he was standing, alert, on patrol. This was when the game was really afoot. Or, or, or a paw. There was no other way to get home. I had to pass Kugat's building. As I approached the building, my senses sharpened. I glanced ahead. Was he out? If he was out, was he asleep? No, was he standing? Yes. Was he on his leash? No. Ugh. I had been recruited as James Bond. I had no choice. It was either sneak past and get home, or turn around and spend the night at school. And nothing was scary enough to make that an option. So it was forward march. The key was not to act scared. You couldn't look who got in the eye, but you couldn't turn your head either. One eye had to keep an eye out for the sudden rush the sudden attack. We were told that if a dog runs after you, freeze. Just stand still. <laughs> uh-huh. Step by step, I approached the building, keeping a wide berth. I could see his nose resting on his paws. It was a beautiful spring day, so Kuga was no fool. He was out enjoying the weather, and scanning Pesobots for a tender thigh to chew. It wasn't going to be mine. I went so wide I was in the street, around the mailbox that sat on the corner. One eye, peripherally watching his every breath. His eyebrows rose. His nose twitched. My heart was racing. I stepped from behind the mailbox and was in that point-of-no-return zone, back on the sidewalk, making the turn from Pleasant to 118th Street. Step, step. Kukat's head lifted. He was gazing my way. I swallowed hard and took another couple of steps. Is that a deep growl? home? Two more steps. His head shut up and his ears pointed at me. More steps. I was at the corner. The final run was ahead of me. I fought that intense desire to just bust it and make a mad dash home. More steps. I was on 118. Was I safe? Kugat's claws scraped the concrete floor. He was rushing down that long, fenced-in pad. And I ran. I heard barking and doggy footsteps. I kept running, hard, pumping like a Corvette engine. I made it to my stoop, and I got the guts to turn around, to take a peek. Kugat was staring down the block at me, but he was still in his pen. He had decided to just play with me. He chuckled. I, sw- I swear he did. Then he turned and went back to his sunny spot, and I went inside. Now one would think, after an experience like that, which happened more than once, we, me and my friends, would leave well enough alone. (sighs) Of course not. There was a rush being chased by a dog that wanted to rip your throat out. So me, Chris, Jennifer, and my sister Laura would play chicken with a dog. One dull summer afternoon when playing Stupo or scurries had grown dull, we would tippy-toe closer and closer to Kugat's gate and shout out, Kugat! Kugat! And he would come barking and snapping fangs, and we would bust hump back to our buildings. Until one day, the game was afoot, or a paw. Again, we made our way to the corner, and one of us called out the name of the crazed dormerman and he came running. What we did not see this time, Kugat hopped the gate and came bounding towards us, but he got distracted by another woman standing a couple of buildings down. He dove at her, knocked her to the ground, and he stood over her, drawing and growling as she kicked and screamed. Luckily, he never bit her. Kugat also got excited when the fire hydrant was put on full blast. He came running down the street one day, and we were all caught off guard. And we froze, like statues, like we were told to do. Kugat saw down and strolled past four little statues, sniffing us, checking us out. But again, luckily, he decided not to bite anyone. I feel sorry for Kugat. He, He was mistreated. As probably were the kids who threw the bottles or the demon that stabbed the dog. There were good and bad and indifferent. There was funny and there were the real scaries around the stoops of Atlantis. folks, welcome to the next Stoops of Atlantis. And I will special surprise this episode, something I've never done, but I've been wanting to do for quite a while. It's actually bring some of the people who I discuss in the stories onto the show. And the first one is a a natural because, well, she's related to me. And uh, it's, you know, you've heard the names Christopher and Scott and Jennifer and Joe. But the other name you hear, part of the foursome of me, Christopher, Jennifer and Laura, my sister, Laura a C or a D we can call her and uh, welcome Laura to the first live well first interview Stoops of Atlantis
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here
0: Cool. it's great to have you here it's because this is kind of it's a different it's a different feel. it's great. Mm-hmm. when you get the term Stoops of Atlantis and you brought back to those days in the 70s and the 80s what, what's one of your best memories of that time period?
1: Well I think it was just an overall feeling of I want to say something something like freedom. Even though we were little and, you know, our parents were, were strict, there was something about being on that stoop where you felt that anything could happen at any moment. Uh, it could be something positive or negative, but it kind of added to the excitement of growing up during that time and maybe a yeah, little, little bit of a danger.
0: Yes. Well, me. absolutely. That, that's what that neighborhood was. It was it was fun and it was very childlike when the things we did, but also the, yeah, there was always that cloud of dan- potential danger. That was, that was hanging over the neighborhood.
1: So you felt like you were sort of living on the edge a bit and, and, and being on the stoop was sort of, our being in the audience and watching it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you have a remember like a, a really happy uh, mem- mem- uh, memory of the, of the period?
1: I, I always loved just sitting on the stoop with Jennifer, um, who was my best friend at that time. Um, I'm along with Christopher, of course. And just listening to music and, and, you know, we, our music tastes were different from a lot of the people in the area, you know, we sort of got into um, new wave and punk at the time. And so we we so we'd take our, our radios out or boxes, as we called it, play our music. We wouldn't play it so loud, but we'd play it loud enough for us to enjoy it and for people to kind of look at us like, hmm. <laughs> with those two
0: <laughs> yeah we were sort of the outcasts of the neighborhood i remember me too we would listen to sit on the stoop sometimes blasting like q1 well, i don't think it was q104 it was probably wnew at the time and uh playing the rock really loud and yeah most of the neighborhood i guess even the italian kids and the puerto rican kids were more into disco with it in the 70s and then rap what were some of the, the favorite uh, bands
1: well i definitely have to say devo was one of them uh-huh. <laughs> um i mean we couldn't have a dinner we, with our family without a, a Devo coming up in the conversation. I know,
0: isn't it weird? We would just talk about Devo, like, like as if it was... Uh, how much can you talk about Devo? But we did.
1: Yeah, I know. We managed to do it. And our parents were probably like, what What are we doing? What are we, who are we raising here?
0: <laughs> well, Devo's a cool band.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were. And, of course, I, I have to mention Adam and the Ants. because Oh, of
0: course. He, you and Jennifer were dancing Adam to it. Ants
1: fan. I mean, we would, like... I mean, I remember one time we actually put war paint on her face and (laughs) you know, the, the way, um, Adam Ant used to, and I had like like ribbons around the bottoms of my, my pants. And I I was just trying to be like a, a new romantic, new
0: romantic. That was, yep. I had a boy crush on Adam Ant.
1: (laughs) I don't see how anyone could not have a crush on Adam Ant back in the day.
0: Well, the music was fun. It was great. And you know, they were a good looking band Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just yeah it was just it was i think maybe that's sort of what's missing with a lot of new music it's not as much fun music anymore i don't maybe it's just my perspective but there's got to be some bands that are doing just pure fun music but yeah it seems like everything's so heavier now and it, it, that, that new wave was like like the go-go's you know that's and i know you and Jennifer's used dancer. dance to the go-go what was that album that album used to burn that album out a lot
1: oh beauty and the beat yeah oh i love the go-go's i mean they were like my heroes back then <laughs> Uh, Them and uh, Blondie, of
0: course. Oh, yeah, Blondie. Another crush.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a girl crush on her.
0: Well, it's like, Adam, man, how could you not? (laughs) I know. Do you remember when we used to do the the Beatles and the Monkeys?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I want to hear yours beside of it. Tell a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we just used to play, you know, band. I just remember us rehearsing either in the hallway, in our our parents' hallway, or um, in the backyard. And I was very... um, proud to be John, picked to be John Lennon
0: that's right you were John
1: and uh we also played the monkeys too yep
0: if you He's remember
1: we air played yeah. <laughs> we would put the 45s on and then we would just just play and it was such a fun innocent time you know
0: it was yeah, we we didn't. I mean, I'm almost sorry that we didn't at one point start to play real instruments and start like having. We've been great if we could have started a real band together.
1: I know. I mean, uh, well, that's one of my biggest um, disappointments in, is that I, I never played, learned how to play an instrument. Although I did pick up a little of the guitar.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: we had the the Filipino nuns who lived in our building. That's right. Uh, who used to play guitar and they they taught us a few chords. And we I remember
0: that. Church
1: um, every once in a while. So that was kind of exciting. I, I I always wish I had kept up with it though.
0: And what about then? What was the, Oh, the funny bunny show.
1: (laughs) How can we forget the funny bunny show?
0: I have a whole episode on, on the funny bunny show. If you go back to the, to the website and scroll down, I I don't know what, it might be episode like eight or nine or something, but yeah, there's a whole story, all the story of the funny bunny show. But what what do you, what do you remember of the funny bunny show?
1: That's probably where my, my love of acting started. Hmm. Um, I was always a little bit of a ham. Even though I was very shy, I think just putting on a show was always a, an exciting idea. Like, hey, okay, mm-hmm. kids, let's put on a show <laughs> and, you know, yeah. get friends and family to watch it, which I don't think we ever did with the Funny Bunny show. That was more, we were always in perpetual rehearsals. For perpetual
0: that. rehearsal with that in the hallway, <laughs> usually. We, <laughs> did put, we, do, we did do it once in front of my class. Now, were you part of that? I remember I ran around. Yeah. I, 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 you, you were part of it. I think the only person that couldn't do it was Jennifer, because I think her, her grandmother was our teacher. And you know how grumpy yeah. Miss Francis was? <laughs> <laughs> so my teacher actually said, I asked her if we could put on, or do one of the skits in front of the class. And she said, all right, I, today this would never happen. But yeah. she said, go get the kids. So I ran around the school and I picked, I got you from your class. I got Christopher from his class. And I think I think it was Jennifer who was not allowed to go because of Miss Francis. But we yeah. were in my class. We did this. We did one of the skits. I think the drunk. Remember the drunken pain, or drunken pain, Yeah. <laughs> and then a the kid <laughs> had an egg. The kid,
1: some kid drunk? had an egg in his pocket. What is that? I'm sorry.
0: Some kid had an. One of my kids in my class had an egg in his pocket. And he jumped up on stage and was singing with us. And I think the egg fell out of his pocket and broke. I remember all these little minutia things, but. Yeah.
1: yeah. He was he planning on throwing that at us? I this <laughs>
0: maybe. Maybe that was it.
1: It was way to
0: of Yeah. We. But but the thing is, I remember like there'd be days we we're bored, and we'd just say, "Let's practice the play," and yeah. we would start doing the the funny bunny show. And it was always we always had something to do, you know. And it was creative.
1: That's what kids did before uh, cell phones and iPads and all yeah. like video games. That's we had true. to entertain ourselves and. Mm-hmm. We came up with creative ideas to do that.
0: Oh, definitely. definitely. I mean, I
1: feel like doing that now. I, I'd put on the Funny Bunny Show again.
0: <laughs> we should. Oh, that would be hilarious! Imagine doing that now, like, <laughs> a whole new version of it. That would be that would be funny. And then uh, there was then, but then we have uh, you know, it has the fun moments, the light moments. Then, this, the, there was some you know, being East Harlem, there was some dark mm-hmm. moments. I remember images, but I don't remember a lot of the real details, except for a couple of really haunting ones. but mm-hmm. I'm gonna have you tell you tell me how you remember this It was an incident where we were coming from I guess coming from church one night walking on Pleasant Avenue, and what did we see? What did you see?
1: Well, what I remember was uh, it was you, me, mom, and I believe Joe's mother was with us, oh okay Francis, That's interesting. Um, when it happened, but we were walking down Pleasant Avenue, and I think we all noticed at the same time that there was a man dragging something along, and it was very white. In my mind at that, I must have been about five, I don't know, not much older than that. I remember thinking, well, is it a rug, a coat or something? It was something that looked like it was not, it was an inanimate object in, in my right. mind. But I noticed that he was doing something to it. He He was actually stabbing it which I thought was strange. I'm like, I mean, maybe not so strange growing up in that neighborhood, but <laughs> in that particular moment, it just it was very surreal. Then I, I do remember seeing some red, which at that moment I realized, well, he's stabbing something and it's red, it must be blood. But then he took it, as he dragged it to the corner, he threw it over his shoulder, almost, I mean, as if it was a, like just a rag or something and threw it in the garbage can on the corner mm-hmm. and that's when i realized to my horror because i believe my mother or our mother and francis, francis realized what it was it was a dog yep and um it was a white dog this, and, and and it hit me all at once that it was this white dog that had been in the neighborhood for couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months I don't remember we had a lot of stray dogs back then
0: yeah we did
1: and I remembered this dog and it was a beautiful dog I, I don't I don't really know if it belonged to anyone if it was a stray if this guy maybe owned it but let it walk the streets at night but that's when I realized what a, a horror I just witnessed mm-hmm. was and that that image was burned in my mind. Um, I, I can't get it. I to this day, I, I can still see it happening, yeah. And it was probably one of the most surreal and most disturbing things that I've ever witnessed in my life.
0: Me, too, me, me, too. I remember, I also remember there being, I don't know if this is a false memory, but I remember there being like a fire in another garbage can, like just burning. I remember just seeing like the glow of fire and people yelling, like, was there a fight that preceded it? Maybe like with a couple of junkies or something. I just Oh, what's maybe they were yelling at the guy for what he was doing. I just remember there also being some yelling. And then was, the, and
1: definitely. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. And I think I kind of just blocked that out. Because right. all I could see was this white thing being dragged and then realizing what it was. But I mean, it wasn't uncommon for there to, to be a fire in a garbage can back no,
0: then. No, no, actually not. You're it right. It
1: could have yeah. been that one. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it was
0: the same one that he threw the dog in, but I think there was one burning, like, on the other side of the street. Not the other side of the street, but down the street a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember, I, I do remember that, too. And it was a horror. It was a horror. And, and, and more, again, it was, like, I, I think me, too. I sort of, like, my brain sort of, like, turned it into a, a dream rather than something that really happened because I, I remember it more like a dream than, than a reality. It was weird. It's very I weird.
1: I do myself, Yeah, you know. I, it's... <laughs> I, I realized, you know, that I this man it must have been on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a
0: lot of heroin, a lot of junkies in the neighborhood. A lot
1: of, of yeah, a lot of bad drugs going on back then. And I, 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 I don't know if I was trying to make sense out of it, like, well, he must have been high, or because I can't imagine anyone doing that in, in their right mind.
0: No, I, no, definitely not.
1: You know, I mean, like, did the dog bite someone? Did did it bite his? Skin? Kid and he decided to get back at it. Or was yeah, he just,
0: that's a good did question. Think,
1: did he think it was the devil that he was killing? I don't
0: <laughs> know. I just... Yeah, that's why do you say that? Because I, it it was a hellish feeling. Then there was another another dog in the neighborhood. Now we all you know me and you we all, we come from a family that loves animals and mm-hmm. we always had dogs and we always say hello to dogs and cats. Yeah, but remember the one dog in the neighborhood that and I'm, for, I'm sure this poor thing was abused. But do you remember Kuga?
1: Oh, who could forget Kuga?
0: <laughs> Kuga was a, was a, what was he a, a Doberman? Yeah, he was a Doberman. a
1: Doberman.
0: And that building on the corner, he, he lived there and boy, yeah. he, terror, he terror, terrorized the neighborhood. We used to, remember we would like try to get him to run and chase us.
1: I don't know what we were thinking. I, <laughs> I mean, this dog was, was like, to me, like a, a devil dog. I, I and I'm sure, sure it wasn't the dog's fault. I mean, it was brought up and trained, or whatever, a lack of training. But he was a scary dog, beautiful dog. Do you remember? I remember? Yeah, I remember us being little instigators and trying to get him to run, and then we'd run into the house.
0: And he'd come he, charging sometimes. Charging
1: down the street, and um, I think you remember well, one incident that happened um, when we did that.
0: Tell tell us about it.
1: Well, he 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 actually. As he was charging down the street, he knocked someone over.
0: Was that that woman uh, Rosaria?
1: Rosaria.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I remember that.
1: And I don't know if he bit her, but he—I know she was she was hitting him. She was on the ground, and he was above her. And she might have been trying to get him off her with her bag. And I right. I felt pretty bad after that. I'm like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> I
0: know. That was crazy. I remember another time when he ran down and he was, we didn't get a chance to what inside and we all froze and we stood there like statues and he just sort of sniffed around. I think, you know, you know what it was when they put the hydrant on sometimes that would get him excited and he would come charge into the hydrant. When it was, yeah. and so one day that's what happened. He came charging. we caught, were caught off guard off guard. And I remember just freezing and he walked by us and he didn't do anything to us. He just walked by us and went to the hydrant. But that yeah. was scary too. Cause we were like, we're exposed to him right Right there. Oh, yeah.
1: I used to be afraid just to walk by him.
0: Oh, the building! yeah. Even though he's behind the gate, me too.
1: I mean, I, there was one morning where Debbie was walking me to school and she was walking Gypsy or mm-hmm. our dog Gypsy and uh, wasn't afraid of any anyone.
0: Oh, she was a tough dog.
1: Um, and the two of them started going at it. The dog happened to be, Cougat happened to be in the gate. It wasn't a very secure gate. So no. he either jumped out of it jumped over it or there was a space in you know in between the uh the gate that maybe he got through and 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 the two of them were just their noses were there were nose to nose just barking at each other
0: wow i don't and hear I, that i don't i don't think i was there
1: no no debbie grabbed gypsy around the neck and tried to get her away um which she did mm-hmm. but gypsy was not afraid of that dog one bit i was kind of proud of her <laughs> oh gypsy was a
0: tough dog yeah, yeah. she was not afraid of anything but 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 let's now quickly let's go into something a little more lighthearted and funny. Here's a here's let's throw out a name. You tell two couple names and you just give me your memories of them. Charlie Ding Ding.
1: <laughs> Charlie Ding Ding was our our neighbor
0: who had a dog too,
1: who also had a dog called Corky. Yep.
0: Think.
1: Uh, do you want me to talk about the dog? Do you want me to talk about talk Char- about
0: Charlie? Talk about Charlie.
1: Uh, Charlie was a real character. I mean, he reminded me of um, that cartoon character. Yep. Uh, Who's the big rooster?
0: Foghorn winghorn.:
1: Foghorn <laughs>
0: <laughs> You walked He like walked him. like <laughs> him. He had that two step
1: And he just, he had like this greaseback back hair, like left over from probably the 50s or the early 60s when he was a, probably, a, you know, younger, mm-hmm. hopefully better looking version of uh, what we remember. I don't know if he went to the war, if he got drafted. I know he had a bullet in his leg that they never removed, or shrapnel, or something. But I don't know if that was because he was in Vietnam or if that happened in the neighborhood. But he was just... He
0: a heroin. He, was, he got a heroin.
1: He was into heroin. He was into alcohol. I remember hearing him, he, since he lived right next door to us, sometimes in bed at night, I, I could hear him coming home late. And I remember this one night where he just kept going, do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> What's going on? And then he like kind of like slowed it down, and I guess he was getting tired, so he just went doo 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 just such a character.
0: I remember doo doo but I think I told the story about he was in the, when his friend came in our pool. Oh
1: yeah! And then we were shooting dead. the
0: holes at him. They were both sitting there eating. We were shooting him right in the face, and he's eating. Hey, my pork chop's getting wet. Yeah,
1: well, I, I, I was the first one to notice him in the pool.
0: Yeah, you said, "Daddy, well, there's a man in I the pool." Went
1: outside to the backyard to I don't know. I just wanted to look outside, and and I see this man in our pool. I quickly close the door and run to Daddy and say, Dad, there's a, a man in our pool. <laughs> and at that point, when Daddy came to the door, he was already gone. He I guess he saw me.
0: Yeah, and he, got scared. And he he
1: ran out. But that started that whole night of you and them having the
0: uh, the hose the fight. The hose yeah. fight. I tell that this whole story in one of the episodes called "Five uh, Five Bizarre Things. Uh, if you can <laughs> yeah. go back, you can hear the the details of that story. What about a uh, Booby Cooley?
1: Oh, Booby Cooley who could remember, I mean, that, that that man was a sharp dressed man <laughs> exactly in his mind he Still was a, he was a nice guy
0: he was a very nice guy actually you know? i felt uh, so sorry for him yeah. but yeah but des- like describe what your image of him
1: just like kind of like a swickster but nerdy guy like a mixture of nerdiness and and but trying to be kind of slick with the way he dressed he he wore suits um i don't know if he would called them laser laser we just shoot we just suits, like
0: polyester like, yeah.
1: polyester suits that were all one color and usually and he would always have matching shoes
0: yep so if he powder had a blue suit,
1: suit he had the blue the blue shoes as well and i'm yep. talking powder blue
0: yes pow, definitely powder blue or and even sometimes even the sunglasses that would match too
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, he was very concerned about, you know, the way he looked and his clothing.
0: But yeah. he's, he seemed very lonely.
1: I think he was. Yeah, yeah, he was, I think, an only child. And he lived with his father for a long time. So, yeah, you know, I haven't seen him in years.
0: Yeah, I saw him maybe a few months ago. And uh, he looks the same, just grayer, you know, but he still has the pompadour and the, the forehead of hair, <laughs> the, the bump- sideburns. <laughs> 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 never forget one time I was on the bus coming uptown and he he was on the bus and uh, he said, oh, "I just saw that City Hall building. I love that City Hall building." He, yeah. just, he pumped didn't, his fist, and then we he got to Ninety Sixth Street. Yeah. He's like, "Hit the beach! We're coming into our neighborhood. Hit the beach!"
1: <laughs> he had a good li- a lot of good lines. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy days.
1: Oh yeah. How
0: about yeah. It? Remember, remember the cat man? He said cat joke man. The no. guy with the really blue eyes, ice blue eyes, and he would he would tell us cat jokes. You remember that guy?
1: Oh, well, wow, That's really going back.
0: I think why why did, why did the, the the cat drink Pepsi cuz cuz he was thirsty. So, <laughs> I mean Christopher Jet would laugh a lot cuz you know it was funny even though there were corny jokes but he was a little off. I think he had a little yeah. sort, sort of a And who's that guy with the shopping cart? Joe was a delivery man?
1: Oh, Joe, the delivery man. Yeah. And he I, crashed
0: I just remember <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he was checking Jennifer out, yeah. <laughs> and he had his head turned around, and he's still going forward with the uh, shopping cart, and he banged into these bunch of uh, what do you call uh, cans, which back then were made of metal, right? They so little they little. really made a big clanging sound. It was so funny. Do you Ooh, remember I, the I, man that looked like Jesus? That yeah, that, oh
0: yes, that was a strange one.
1: Where he he was he was actually like on his knees praying. And it looked like, and he had the long hair. And He only I, showed up once, right? He wasn't
0: like a regular, was he? He
1: wasn't a regular, no.
0: I thought Ryman Ralph. Remember Ryman Ralph? Ryman Ralph.
1: Ralph. Oh, yeah. It's all funny.
0: Bugs Bunny stole your money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He you was know? he was a character, too. And he he, he was, was probably
0: in his 30, maybe 30. And, we, and he looked like he was so old because we were little kids.
1: He seemed old, but yet he seemed like a kid.
0: Well, he had a child. like He was a little... I don't know. I'm not going to say he was like just mentally challenged or anything, but it, he seemed a little simple. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what he, he had an issue. I guess, yeah. but he was very childlike. Yes, but very nice. He would always remember my birthday. He would always say happy birthday. He would remember the date. It was so weird. Wow. I probably I probably remembered all of our birthdays. He was a. He was just a nice, nice man. So, and then one more name, and because I know this one obviously, you know, and made us laugh a lot, Scott.
1: Oh, Scott, he
0: Ah, uh, Scott's oh. in a lot. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you hear the name Scott a lot. Scott oh, yeah. was one of my best friends, and he was always... Everybody in his family was funny.
1: Yeah. What you fun- have,
0: what's a good memory of you with Scott?
1: I do remember at one point he had a little bit of a crush on me. <laughs> and he brought me um, his... Mo- he must have raided his mother's uh, jewelry box. Oh, really? Because Or either that or she was getting rid of some jewelry, and he, he, he brought me this ring... I remember. Oh, that's funny. And uh, it had this, this the band of the ring. It, it was a stone, but it had like the, ba- the band part of it was stretchy. And so it would fit any finger. Ah. And it smelled like her perfume, mm. I remember. It had like a real perfumey smell to it. I, I can still smell it now.
0: Did you keep it or did you? Did...
1: No, unfortunately yeah. I didn't. I, I should have. But he was just sort of the, there was always, he was always getting into some kind of trouble. Oh, yeah. And, and not that he was looking for it. He just, it just happened to him, you know, with the fireworks. And I don't know if heard that story. Yeah,
0: I told, I did tell this this story of Scott burning his eyebrows when he looked into a happiness fountain. Yep, that's yeah. If you go to the Mikey Boom Boom episode, you could hear that story.
1: Do you remember when he broke his jaw?
0: Oh yeah, on a mo- on a motorbike, he was the on the back, back, and he. That's when we were in high school, and I remember he had his jaw wired for a few weeks. Yeah. and if he, he got, got to- mad, he would yell. He couldn't yell.
1: <laughs> it was,
0: just, was That was. Oh, I felt bad for him when,
1: when he went through that. He, he also built a go kart one time, and and not the go kart uh, crash into a back of a, a parked car, and he yes. got a really bad. His his eye was all black and
0: swollen. yes. I, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah he get hurt. He would get hurt. I mean, I guess because we would we would do crazy things, so you're more likely to get hurt. You know, because we were adventurers.
1: Yeah, nobody really was watching us. <laughs> true. They, kind of it,
0: they didn't have the helicopter the parents, all like right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we had fun though. I do what you want to
0: do. Yeah, we were out all day. We were out outside all day, and then we just went in to to have dinner, and then we want to go back out. It was yeah. Uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher, and Jennifer, and, and the the four of us, we were sort of the foursome for a long time.
1: Oh yeah, good memories.
0: Very good. I'm gonna have to have them on the on the on the show too.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. All right. Well, we're. Uh, <laughs>
0: Think we should probably wrap it up here so thank you very thanks. much for being part of this Laura D Laura C so uh, well thanks for being on and I'll uh, yeah. see you soon well take care thanks
1: take care All bye right.
0: this has been the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D stay tuned for future episodes as we journey back to that ancient mythical land that actually existed East Harlem and please join the Stoops of Atlantis Facebook page follow me on Twitter and subscribe on YouTube or iTunes. See you next time.